0: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Chavez. I'm a writer, actor, and a comedian. Together with my co-hosts, Ryan Beal and Maddie Kelly, we brought you the Webby Award-winning Let's Make a Sci-Fi, named one of New Yorker's best podcasts of 2022. Out of 10! Then, we brought the team back together for Let's Make a Rom-Com, where we created the feature-length film his ex-girlfriend is Selma Hayek. But this time, we are going to try to scare the pants off of you, and then put them back on you, because we're nice, with Let's Make a Horror. Over nine episodes, Maddie, Ryan, and I will learn what it takes to make a truly frightening scary movie. Not a spoof of a scary movie, like Scary Movie, but a movie that will make you scream, like Halloween. Oh, I should have said scream. But we're not alone. When we run into trouble, we will consult horror movie experts, people who have worked on everything from The Blair Witch Project, to Gone Girl, Final Destination, to Leprechaun. Oh yeah, and we're not only writing a horror film, this season we're actually making one. Like, we're writing, producing, directing it, everything. Now, here's the first episode of Let's Make a Horror. So, don't turn this off, just keep listening. We're starting now... Eduardo Sanchez doesn't like horror movies.
3: Well, I can see monster movies and all that stuff, but the movies that are like really creepy and scary, I just I just don't have a good time, you know, at, <laughs> in the theater.
2: This aversion to horror all started with The Exorcist.
3: I was born in Cuba and we I came to the United States when I was very young, so uh Cuba, you know, my my mom coming from, you know, Catholicism, The Exorcist was like almost like a documentary in my in my in my house it was like all right we're all gonna sit around as a family and watch the
0: Exorcist the
3: so that the kids can figure you know realize how dangerous it is to mess with the devil you know so for me I was like man the, you know the devil's just there you know out there waiting you know just waiting to grab you if you, if you mess <laughs> up
2: being afraid of horror films is ironic because Eduardo would go on to co-write and direct one of the scariest horror films of all time, and it was made in reaction to how unscary Hollywood had become. My
3: partner Dan Myrick and I, we were in film school together, and we we, we went to see a movie called uh, I think it's Freddy's Dead is one of the Friday Friday one of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. It was the one with like um, Roseanne Barr and, and Tom Arnold.
2: I want
0: my children back. You know they bring him!
3: We were just sitting there like, man, you know, like, what happened to, like, the horror movies of, like, when we were kids that they would scare the crap out of us?
2: And so, they wrote a script. They found some actors. They raised a tiny bit of money and went to the woods for eight days. And this guy, who doesn't like to be scared, changed horror cinema forever. Forever.
0: seems to be talking about these days it's the blair witch project The blair witch project
1: the blair witch project i am so so sorry the ultra low budget film the blair witch project has taken in more than 113 million dollars
0: it's a movie fiction even though it looks real on opening day the lines to see the movie went around the block
2: This is Let's Make a Horror, a podcast where three comedians who don't like to be scared try to write and produce a horror short film.
0: I actually do get scared easily. Someone comes around the corner, a stranger, a neighbor, and I go, "Ah!" (laughs) and I scare them and they're kind of like mad at me.
2: Over the course of nine episodes, you'll be a fly on the wall as we... Come up with ideas for monsters. I got one. This is my answer to, to movies like uh, The Baba Duke and stuff like that. This is called Chubba Chubba.
0: <laughs>
2: right, spooky dialogue. Have a good night. Oh, I will.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, no. No, oh, so tall now!
1: You two took it off the page <laughs> and you brought tears to my eyes.
2: <laughs> and try our very best to make a scary movie. <laughs> Why am I laughing like a ghost? This is scary for exactly a different reason than I thought it would be. It is the hardest thing we've ever done. And when we run into trouble... And we will run into trouble. We will consult Hollywood experts who know their way around a jump scare.
0: Hi, I'm Gillian Flynn. I'm the author and screenwriter of Gone Girl. This
2: is this is Roy Chang. My name is Matt Gorley. There are
0: very few things more fun than a horror movie? Man, just watch out for the nose flaring on any close-ups <laughs> when you're doing like panicked breathing.
2: Will we make the next Blair Witch, or will it be more of a Freddy's Dead?
0: I want my children back.
2: It's Let's Make a Horror. Let's make let Let's make Let's make
0: Mark, can you speak, please?
2: Hi, this is Mark Chavez. Welcome once again to Chatting with Mark, um, <laughs> a podcast about just life and love. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Make a Horror. My name is Mark Chavez. I'm a comedian, actor, writer, and joining me on this spooky journey are my co-hosts, Ryan Beal.
0: Ryan. Hi, I'm so happy and honored to be on Chatting with Mark. It's my first <laughs> time, and I'm excited to see where this conversation takes us. And Maddie Kelly.
1: Hi, I'm Maddie Kelly, and this is my first time on Chatting with Mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) CBC gets a wind of this. They're like, we love it. We love Chatting (laughs) with Mark. (laughs) Gets a wind of this.
2: If you're new here, this is our third season of Let's Make A. Previously, we've written a science fiction pilot and a rom-com feature script. But this is the first season where we will not only be writing a thing, but actually making the thing. Not making John Carpenter's The Thing. I mean, we'd, we'd be so lucky. Can you imagine? Anyway, I think this season will be the most challenging yet, because in previous seasons, we always had one host who loved the genre. This season, we know nothing. Sure, I've seen The Shining and Friday the 13th, but all in all, I really don't know much about horror. But I'm nothing compared to Maddie.
1: Okay, well, I, haven't, I don't know how much I've gone into this with you guys before, but I don't watch horror movies at all.
2: <laughs> this, is, this is great.
1: <laughs> at all. And and the reason, and I, I think this is a double-edged sword for me with this project because the reason I don't watch them is because I get really intense nightmares, mm. so I don't need to feed into that. I'm kind of getting the show for free yeah. every night, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't but need extra yeah. stimuli. Yeah. If I
1: start writing those down, maybe I could be quite good at this. Maybe, yeah. You know? But I am worried in terms of reference points, like, like I haven't seen anything.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that... Ever. That's how I felt about... Rom-coms, mm. and I was surprised at how many I actually seen, and I think you'll be surprised. You probably have seen. I mean, yeah, think you'll be yeah. surprised. Well, that, that's great I though. That'll that. be fun. Like I like because yeah. that that'll make our sleepover, which we will definitely do. Yes, maybe more, more than fun. one. Yeah, 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 we might yeah. have to do a couple.
1: Yeah. I have to do it in the day. It's scary. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like, well, when I was like 12 I wanted to I wasn't allowed to watch violent things growing up also so I wasn't like sensitized to it I guess Mm -hmm. and then all the other kids were like watching them and thought it was cool so I was like please please just let me watch one so I can be part of this (laughs) and then I picked Nightmare on Elm Street which to this day is still my favorite classic horror
0: movie Freddy Mm Krueger
1: and I watched it and it was just like it's kind of like when you like want to get into jazz or whatever and you're just sitting there like god
2: <laughs> Sorry. Homework. Uh, yeah. Homework watching. And I was
1: like, I loved it. Let's get another one next weekend.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I don't, while I haven't seen a lot of horror movies, watched them, sometimes I get curious and I go read the Wikipedia synopsis. Okay. So sometimes I.
0: Some examples you've read. Like
1: the, uh, the movie Us uh, seemed oh, intriguing. Yeah. So I went and read that synopsis. <clears throat> Sometimes I do that. I could do that for this show whenever I want. Nice. If I'm not ready to watch the movie, I could catch up.
2: So, yeah, we're novices when it comes to horror, which is exactly why, for our first interview of the season, we wanted to talk to Eduardo Sanchez. Not only has he made a dozen horror films and TV shows, but he's taught clueless actors how to make a horror film before. In fact, that is how they made The Blair Witch. The leads, Mike, Josh, and Heather, filmed everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we took them through a little mini film school before, you know, like camera, whatever. And and I remember um, Heather was, was walking around with the camera zoomed in all the way. So <laughs> after the, we were like, if you're walking, you got to zoom out all the way because you know, it's already shaky. Um, <laughs> right. And um, you know, but, but yeah, you, know, you know how it is you can't Stabilize a, a, a zoomed in image, you know. So we taught them stuff like that, but we liked that they were kind of learning because you know they were supposed to be film students; they weren't supposed to be professional. And we kind of, you know, we wanted to, you know, wanted them to make the characters. That's why we called them by their real names.
2: And then, is it true? Like, you didn't have a like a script or like a fully written script, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean you know, we wanted the film to feel real and we wanted to, you know, not have, we knew we were, we're not going to write a script with dialogue. And so we wrote a script that had all the beats, but without dialogue. And because we knew that the movie was going to be improvised. Mm. So when it came down to shooting, uh, my producer, Greg Hale, he came up with the idea of like, why don't we leave the actors in the in the woods, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole time, the all, you know, eight days. And I was like, Dan and I were like, yeah, but how do you do that? <laughs> so he came up, he, he had been in the army and he had, uh, he had actually been in an exercise where they throw you in the woods for like three days without any food and you have to like survive. And then uh, like a fake Russian battalion comes through and picks you up and takes you to like a POW camp. They waterboard you, mm. like they go all out and just to teach you like, all right, this is kind of, you know, that you could have, this could happen to you, so- He was like, let's do that to the actors, you know, not waterboard them, but, you know, (laughs) Um, so he he came up with this system of like, you know, leading the actors like a scavenger hunt. But he basically we set up like this, you know, go here at two o'clock, be at this place by sundown, be here, whatever. And we gave them like little directing notes you know, three or four times a day that we would just leave in their camp, we would just leave in their campsite or leave in their, you know, in the waypoint. So we would say, go to waypoint five, be there by like three o'clock and look for notes, you know? Mm-hmm. And then in those notes, it would have like logistical information about what you had to do the rest of the day, but it also had like, Heather's pissing you off and, you know, Mike is annoying. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I just kind of personal, interpersonal kind of, you know, dialogue that was happening inside the characters' minds. And they weren't allowed to show it to, the notes to each other, obviously, you know, and I think that like Blair, Witch is, um, a little different than most found footage movies because of that, because we literally were not around to, to
2: screw it up. (laughs) Right. Some essential reading, how to stay alive
1: in the woods, because you never know what's going to (laughs) happen.
2: Uh, that's wonderful. Um, had you seen any, um, found footage stuff? I mean, you, like you started a whole subgenre. Yeah. What, which is incredible. Like, did you invent it? <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, I mean, it's,
3: I mean, I, I wish. Um, no, I mean, w- you know, from that meeting after the, you know, the Freddy's Dead movie, we actually spent the weekend, like, renting um, horror movies and just stuff that we liked when we were kids. Like, let's go back and watch the movies that scared us as kids. So we rented, a, you know, Exorcist, I think, and Shining, and but we also rented these... Um, uh these movies like like The Legend of Boggy Creek and uh we we found the uh a couple of VHSs of like that old show in search of with Leonard Nimoy, which Dan and I like both agreed was like the scariest television we we had ever seen. And and it was basically like we love the idea of like these pseudo documentaries that treated everything as reality you know, and like interviewed people who had seen Bigfoot or had, you know, had UFO mm. experiences. Like to us, that was like so creepy because like, you know, it's a yeah. documentary, man. I mean, it's like, you know, you, people are telling you, supposedly they're telling you the truth. And it's hard to to call everybody a liar when they're telling it to the camera, you know. And, and those things really scared me as a kid. Like I remember watching... Uh, you know, the Bigfoot episode of In Search of and having to like change the channel periodically. <laughs> but anyway, we we really love these kind of pseudo documentaries. So we were like, you know, I wonder if you could do that, you know, now. And that's mm, where right. the idea of Blair Witch came. So that's where the idea came from. But eventually, I mean, we we learned like while we were editing, I don't know if it was we're editing or it was after Sundance, but somebody sent me a movie called, sent us a movie called Cannibal Holocaust and i don't know if you guys have ever seen that but it's it was a movie like in it was shot in 1979 it's an italian movie and it it's pretty much the exact story of Blair Witch except mm. that it's they're going to peru to like look for cannibals in like this film crew goes to the deepest darkest jungles of south america to look for cannibals but dan and i were you know we watched this movie and it's a tough movie to watch cannibal holocaust there's a lot of he got the director got into trouble he he got charged with with uh using cadavers in the movie he had to prove wow. that he Whoa. had to prove that certain scenes that the people were still alive um, and there's uh animal mutilation like on camera mm-hmm. animal mutilation oh. so mm-hmm. it was so it was actually banned in the United States and that's why you know as a kid I never saw it um, but Dana and I were okay. both like I remember watching like 20 minutes of it and like looking at each other and going, I mean if we would have seen this movie as kids we would have never done Blair Witch because we would have been like well that's right. that's been done you know it, mm. you know and it didn't do very well whatever um so it's kind of say our ignorance saved us
2: right so cool and were were you always planning to to kind of do this ad campaign that it was a real sto- like it was a real story like like talk about that like what what was the idea there that no man we 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 were like I mean, you know, we were
3: like in our twenties, and we talked about this a lot. About like, how do you do you market this as real? Or first of all, can you get sued? Like, you know, what's the legal implications of like like lying to your audience? But Hollywood does it all the time. So, so we were just kind of like, well, you know, we'll figure that out later. And but our our whole thing was like, no, you can't really tell people that this is real. This is you know. But then we so we saw the movie to Artisan, and the first thing they tell us is that. They're gonna market it as real. Like, don't tell anybody <laughs> it's fake. We're gonna keep the actors out of the media for like two weeks, you know, after the release. And it was great that we ended up with Artisan because I think a lot any any other company would have had us reshoot the ending or you know, just you know, or we we actually did reshoot the ending, but they let us go with the ending that we wanted. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, they would have maybe maybe remade it. Like, who the hell knows? You know, what would have happened? So what was the alternate ending that they made you shoot that you, that you didn't. So the alternate endings are actually on the Blu-ray. Um, and they're like, I mean, you have to understand our position. Like we were like, when you sell a movie, you don't get money right away. You have to deliver the movie, which takes months. Mm, Um, and we had never delivered a movie before. (laughs) So we were like completely broke after, you know, we were, we were broke before Blair Witch and we were really broke after Sundance. And, um, so they were like, "Hey, we'll give you, you know, this much money." And we were like, "Holy crap, that's a more money than we spent on the movie." So we went for the for the alternate ending. So we were like, "Yeah, we'll go to back to Maryland and shoot some alternate endings yeah. for you guys." And I'm not saying that we sabotaged the endings like by making them cheesy. Like, we really did we really did try to like come up with like some some alternate, but basically it, the alternate ending is just the final shot, you know, Heather coming down the hall, the, you know, the steps. And yep. then turning the corner, and Mike is either like one he was hanging, he's hanging from a noose, like he hung right, himself. Yeah. Another one, he's hanging on this big giant stick figure, like the, like a Christ, mm. like Christ. Mm, I think with right. his shirt ch- with his shirt open. <laughs> um, but you know, at, in the end, you know, they asked us like, what you know, what ending do you guys want to go with? And we were like, we'd like the original right. ending. So, and I remember like the guy telling me. Well, it's going to cost us millions at the box office, but we'll go with we'll go with your we'll go with your ending. I guess and I'm like I'm like millions at the box office. I mean, this was back when we were what? like millions. Are you crazy? If this movie makes three million dollars, we're gonna. Is, I mean, are you crazy? So this was before you know any of us knew that it was going to yeah. like
2: go nuts. I remember seeing you guys on the cover of Time Magazine. Uh, like, I remember that day. Like, I don't know why. I remember, it, must, it just struck Cause me. You know, because
3: because yeah, it, it, it looked like... We, we saw it in the supermarket, and it looked like, you know, how you go to the beach, and you get, like, your picture taken in front of, like, Sports Illustrated <laughs> on yeah. the cover? That's, yeah. that's what it looked like. It looked like a mock like a mock cover. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah, like novelty cover yeah it was just um yeah yeah it was we remember that day too yeah i'm sure you do
2: (laughs) so we're we're gonna make a short as i as i mentioned to you uh can you do you have any advice about like what makes a good horror short film well
3: the best advice i give to to all filmmakers who are doing shorts is Try to make it as short as possible because mm. it ups your chances of being programmed at festivals, um, and also it ups your chance of people watching them it on you know TikTok or YouTube or wherever you're going to put it because you know it's just the way it is like people, especially the younger crowd that really is the main yeah. you know audience of horror. So, like, did you guys ever see the movie that Lights Out was based on? That little short it was like, yeah, you know, like a minute and a half, maybe two mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And he got you know like those people got like a deal to make the damn a uh, feature film version of it. You know what I mean from that little <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. So that's my main thing is like keep it short, yeah. um, and then um, make something that scares you. Like for me, Blair Witch came from like my fear of the woods. You know, especially being a, being right. alone in the woods. You know, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know sitting, you know, camping and like here you know at three a.m. hearing something out of your you know outside the tent and. It's probably a raccoon, but it sounds like a fucking bear, you know? So, you know, you're like, you know, so that, that, you know, that was what Dan and I tried to capture was like our fear of like being in the woods, being in the dark, try to come up with something that scares you. Um, And then as far as shooting it, you know, like for, you know, you, you horror is about isolation, obviously, Mm. whether it's psychological or most, most of the time it's physical, you know? So think of, um, you know, think of a good way to isolate, you know, your characters um, in one way or another. And this, in horror, it's super important is like, you have to find the location, Mm -hmm. find, you know, the creepy house or the creepy woods or, you know, caves or, you know, like you look at that and, you know, that's what horror movies, you know, are about is this isolated setting. Jaws is the water, you know, the Blair Witch is the woods. Um, you know Exorcist is an interesting one because it's psychological it's like happens in suburbia basically and it's it's internal mm-hmm. you know um, there's an internal monster um but you know the, the the location will will guide a lot of how you shoot it and how this what the story you know is um and then you and then you got to work around the self them having cell phones which is the biggest detriment 100 <laughs> to horror films ever.
2: Going into this project, we didn't really know where our filmmaking journey should begin. But after talking to Eduardo, I think he gave us a good place to start. Make something that scares you. After the break, we we talk talk fear. fear. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey.
3: And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It.
2: Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today.
3: Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to
1: Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: I have a lot of fears uh, as I was thinking about this. There's like a lot of little ones, but... um why don't we just why don't we just go around and just start with our what's your like what's your biggest what's your <laughs> biggest that's a hard one what's it your bi- what's your biggest fear I don't know there's so many yeah like for example like I used to not like flying mm-hmm. I've gotten way better at it mm-hmm. mm. um but is that a fear i'm just uncomfortable yeah flying. like it's not i'm not scared of airplanes you know mm. wait
1: okay what is the difference between your biggest fear like something you're scared of and you think about all the time, mm-hmm. or like the worst thing that could happen to you that I'm thinking of right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I the le- the worst thing that could happen to me would be I'd be buried alive,
2: Ugh. but I don't Ugh. spend
1: yeah. any time thinking about that. <laughs> I,
2: I. You know what? Yeah. So I think that's I think it's more that like the worst thing that could happen. the worst thing that could happen like 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 something that would makes you so. Mm-hmm. Like, freaked out to think about. Not that you perseverate on every right, okay. day, but like something that's just, I don't know if I use that correctly. <laughs> 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 so. Yes, buried alive. Mm-hmm. Oh. In a coffin or dirt? Just straight up dirt on the face.
1: Coffin, I think, because you're banging on yeah.
2: the coffin. Oh, oh, yeah. this, I mean, this, this is me. Like,
0: cool. I'm claustrophobic. give you a
1: feeling, hey? Remember uh. back
0: in the day, old-timey coffins, they'd put some water and like stuff in there <laughs> just in case they did bury you alive? Yeah, so and like the at bell. The turn of the century, like a little bell and such. Yeah. that's. I think that should just bring that back.
2: <laughs> Do you know the bell? Was, was the bell tied to your toe or is that I'm just thinking like a coroner tag.
0: didn't know about the bell. I knew about the water in the coffin.
2: Just the be, no, the bell's real. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't know, know about the bell. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> and then, and then uh, yeah, the little, have you ever in a grave? How a fast grave are,
1: are they burying you?
2: Super fast. Big turnover. The, turn <laughs> the
1: bell would need to be Well, I think tent. in the
2: olden days you would need to bury them pretty fast because of, de- of decomposing. There was no embalming. and
1: Okay, and but not like it. 15 minutes later, right? Like surely through you unconscious, you wake up.
0: <laughs> Depends on how you uh, in esteem with your family. You know, like they might want to put you on the ground real fast.
2: And I think that um, uh, modern devices can kind of detect life better than maybe they did 100 years ago. They didn't like, know
1: about breathing. Well, I don't, Maddie, I don't know.
2: <laughs> they hadn't quite cracked the case on I don't know. Yet. People were definitely buried alive. That has happened.
1: Okay.
2: Um, yeah. With awesome. and
0: without bells. So they obviously, like In it. the coffin, it would be terrifying.
1: Yeah.
2: Slowly running out of air. You know, oh, keep like, uh, like, can you imagine waking up? So you you go to bed at night, feeling good. Mm-hmm. You wake <laughs> up, it's pitch black. <laughs> I
1: put on sleep fruits oh, on this Spotify. Is strange.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You you think it's the covers, you're like moving it, but you realize it's just hardwood and it's cold and you are in a coffin buried alive. You start banging, you can't hear it. Oh, 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 woof.
0: Oh. Scary. Yeah. So that's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Buried alive. Buried alive. <laughs> I mean, one. put it Number on the board. One.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My number two fear, trying to bo- do a PowerPoint presentation and the technology's not working. Oh, uh, yeah. That'd be rough. Isn't that bad? If, remember in elementary school, you'd like... You'd
0: when, when there's so an audience of people waiting for you, yeah, and yeah that's it. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of that.
2: Yeah, that doesn't make me... <laughs> <laughs> scream the way being buried alive would make me scream. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is not uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Ryan, do you have anything that's like that?
0: Yeah. I tried to think about like when I was a kid. I think I've talked about this already, too. But like what, what I was afraid of when I was a little one. And then that stuck with me. And I'm I'm a big I'm scared of you're not alone in the house mm. feeling mm. Uh, when I was like home for lunch or my parents were out and I would be like just haunted by like sounds and I'd be going room to room and then I'd be in this vicious circle that maybe they're just following me and I can't quite know if I'm ever alone. So I guess the, the fear of being hunted, like being prey, right. I guess. And right. kind of gives me
2: goosebumps. Can, um, we, Take this back a minute. You said you were you were home for lunch. Did you go home I, to eat I your lunch? You, think
1: that to, you were home for lunch. I walked kid home. In high
0: yeah, home. no, not in high school. It's an elementary school. You would eat what? A, you would go home for lunch? Yeah, we lived. I lived close. Lived <laughs> close to school. I went I home really... and I make myself a little soup.
1: <laughs> Whoa!
2: <laughs> yeah. You are allowed to leave your. We would never. Yeah. No matter how close we were, we would never have been allowed to. Well, leave yeah, you, leave you can school. go if you. If you
1: this yeah. makes sense for your personality. The the home for lunch kids were always like so stupid. much more confident. No, mm-hmm. because they they didn't have to partake in the environment. Yeah, of, they 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 weren't vulnerable. They were going home for lunch, and yeah, right. when I
0: was home for lunch, I was afeared.
2: Wow, yeah. I was feared. Parents were obviously gone. Your brother wasn't there. Yeah, my brother no. had friends to eat lunch with. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that why you
1: went home? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Right?
1: <laughs> it's like you didn't have
0: <laughs> to kind of part
2: of the part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that I could totally understand that one.
1: Okay, so we have. Guy in house.
2: Oh, yeah. So, but Ryan, you said hunted. Like, well, just also, that like,
0: feeling of being, you're not alone. Someone's, the hair's in the back. Here. I don't really know how to categorize it because I'm also afraid of like being in a big open field and seeing someone far away and then they start running towards that's you. That's really good. You know, that's so that's good. kind of the same, you know. <laughs> what is
1: that? I don't I know. Like you're in a big life. open field. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you know,
0: so it's a field, it's big,
1: open, expansive Is something you've space. thought about yeah. multiple times? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like when I'm uh, going for walks, I guess, if you like in the distance- Someone emerges, let's say, from around the corner, and they they look at you, and you know that they're, they 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 have bad thoughts about yeah. you, and wow. then they start running towards you, yeah. and then the chase is on. Yeah, right. so that's like the feeling of being hunted. Okay, right.
2: yeah. What if you didn't run, though, if you just stood there and waited? The hunter becomes the hunter?
0: Yeah. The hunted becomes the hunter. <laughs> the, hunter becomes the, the hunter becomes the hunter. A different type of hunter. <laughs> and the person that you know, they're not, it's not like Mark or you emerging from the trees. It's like a tall, lanky monster figure or something. And maybe yeah. they run like a, you know, like the on all, all fours run or something like that. Like something scary like right? That, well, know? yeah. That was, Monsterish. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. Sure.
2: I mean, that's like. That's a running on all fours. That's a full horror scene right yeah. there. I mean, that's 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 frightening. I love running on all fours. You love you love to run on all fours <laughs> <laughs> personally. <Not> in,
0: personally. <laughs> in the nightmare, it's you coming at you. <laughs> it's not a nightmare. It's a
1: dream. I was going to oh. say being locked in when you. Oh, that's, that's the worst. That's the worst mm. one. I think you're Mm-mm. fully mentally there, but your body cannot move at all. Maybe you can blink and communicate with blinking, but maybe you can't even do that. And someone puts something on television, and you don't like what's on television. Oh.
0: Yeah, like what?
1: What? But. What would that be? Someone puts on... (laughs) (laughs) What? what? Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) I'm playing
0: there. I've seen this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I've seen this one.
2: These fears may or may not influence what we end up making. But you know what will impact our short? Who's filming it? Who's directing it? Who's editing it? This season, we've got a lot more to figure out than what we're writing. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, and riff start now. So, we sat down with our producer, Dave, to hash out some of the details of this short film that, for some reason, we've decided to make, which I'm already regretting. First, we discussed how long the film should be. Okay. I suggest that we... Shoot, shoot, for a three-minute film. Yeah. Three How does three minutes. minutes sound? Three to five is my wheelhouse.
1: I think it should well, be... Well, I like
2: three because you can break it into three one-minute acts.
1: <laughs> I think it should be like 25 minutes. What? Yeah. <laughs> so long. Why not?
2: We'll come back to that. We then talked actors. Do you all have to be in it? Do you? It is desperately. I desperately have to be in this.
1: I would love to do a you guys. Be you guys, and then I do sort of a cameo. Like at one point in the in the movie, you guys go to a convenience store, and I'm buying Campbell's soup.
0: Yeah, like an M Night Shyamalan (laughs) style (laughs)
2: cameo. Hitchcock. And I'm like, hello.
1: I'd like to buy. See if you can spot
2: Maddie. (laughs) That's actually the director. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of directors,
0: if we group direct it, we should have a group director name. Hmm. Can you think of an example that that we would follow? Yeah well, I can mean, think like the of the like brothers? you know the Something brothers. Oh, yeah we could Let's be the be Chavez it.
2: Brothers,
1: Let's, yeah,
2: be the Kelly Sisters. But who and how are we going to shoot this? So, like are you using your budget to hire someone to shoot it? I mean, I wait think a minute. we, a we have to use our budget to hire people <laughs> to make it. Like, I can't shoot this. Well, that's part of the thing, something to think about with the budget
0: is, or are we doing it all on an iPhone? we
1: we'll are have to rent gear. We'll have to get catering, location, costumes, actors. There'll be a couple people. There'll be some hard costs. Also, my phone has a, not a lot of storage. So we to have to use somebody.
0: Yeah, else's so we can't
2: use Maddie's. Because <laughs> so yeah, your screen is cracked, probably. Hey. <laughs> After much debate, we decided the following. We are making a short film. At least one of us, if not all of us, will act in it. The three of us will direct it. We will shoot it in one weekend. We will not use Maddie's phone, but hire a camera person and a sound person. And as for length... Okay, seriously, 25 minutes I think is too long. Can we do 10?
1: All right, 10's fine. Ten, 10's fine. 5 to 10. 3 to, three three, to, five three to five 15. To 10.
2: 3 to 15? <laughs> we took Eduardo's advice. It'll be as short as possible. Three to ten minutes. (laughs) Horror is one of those genres, like comedy, where it doesn't take much to know if you've made a good product or not. If comedy makes you laugh, it works. If horror makes you scared, it works. And back in the writer's room, we were trying to drill down on what makes us the most scared. And we'd amassed a pretty long list. From kidnapping to dolls.
0: What do you guys think about dolls? Oh, see, also. Dolls in like a weird year you at know, Airbnb and they got dolls everywhere. Yeah. And like, I'm that's, fine with dolls. You're fine? Okay.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> from bugs. Bugs. Any any bugs that you're afraid of? Yeah, spiders. Spiders? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A big spider? Yes. To
0: horses. <laughs> not, not to belabor the animal discussion, <laughs> mm-hmm. but horses are scary. <laughs> they are. They're big. Yeah, they're scary.
2: It was such a long list that we decided to create a top three.
1: I still think, like, the Michael Jordan of this list, you know what I mean, is mm-hmm. going to be buried
2: alive. Yeah, I agree. But who's the Scotty Pippen? I, I put kidnap, but I don't know if we agree that that should be on the list. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that. It should be on top three. It's, mm-hmm. it's scary. Um, one more. One more, like, uh, wild card out of this Um Alone in a field, Well, a guy comes Probably running. Probably number
1: at you. three is alone in a field. Right? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's get it on
2: let's there. Yes. Alone in a field. Yeah, we've said it enough. Yeah. Alone in a field, and someone comes running. <laughs> <It's> so rudimentary. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Uh, it's classic. I, I, uh, I no
1: bones we, on, no fat on that idea. Nope. Yeah.
2: <laughs> lean. To it's, the point. So, it's so lean. Um, I think I think I think we, we came up with a lot of great stuff here. It
0: was this was this gave me some a little bit of goosebumps every now and then yeah. talking about this. Yeah.
2: Buried alive, being kidnapped, alone in a field, while someone's running at you. Very very scary things. But will they inspire a short film? They better. Because on the next episode. We are pitching each other our ideas.
0: I have one. This is a classic joke of old that we've tried to do a few times, and and we always think it's going to be funny, but it never is. But I thought maybe we could make it scary, and that is fart vampire. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In which it's Mm -hmm. a vampire, but here's the twist. He just wants to suck your farts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes.
2: (laughs) That's next time on Let's Make a Horror. Let's Make a Horror is a production of CBC Podcasts and Kelly and Kelly, created by Kelly and Kelly, hosted by Ryan Beal, Mark Chavez, and Maddie Kelly. This episode was written and produced by Dave Shumka and Chris Kelly. For Kelly and Kelly, the executive producers are Lauren Berkovich and Pat Kelly, associate producer Rebecca Peng. For CBC, Anna Ashite is the coordinating producer, Jeff Turner is a senior producer, the executive producer is Chris Oak, and RF Narani is the director of CBC Podcasts. Our theme song is by Chris Kelly. Huh. Uh, that was quite a record. Are we all done, Chris? 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 That was the first episode of Let's Make a Horror. You should go listen to the second episode because that's the episode where we're like pitching ideas to each other and we choose the horror film we're going to make. You can find that on the CBC Listen app and everywhere you get your podcasts.